0: Okay, uh, let me shut down
1: Blender.
2: Yeah, that's why I get nervous when I have a bunch of
0: apps. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely don't have Blender running well.
2: <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Just <laughs> fucking blame like, Chrome for that shit? Even Google's like, come on, asshole. Dude,
1: Chrome is... <laughs> Blender is nothing compared... Okay,
2: Chrome is a bit of a duke, I will say. But you, this is not one of those situations. Like,
1: sorry, r- rendering something in After Effects, sorry. I don't know why my game's lagging.
2: Yeah, you can't... <laughs> Uh oh, sorry guys I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm emulating uh MGO2 on my PC while I'm also recording this so I might get a little- oh I got some lag how would I get this lag this is fucking chrome man
0: must be nope must be notepad.exe
2: That that's Nitroid everybody that's how Nitroid operates his Windows desktop <laughs> he runs blender rendering on top of emulating a PlayStation 3 on top of his web browser And he can't open Audacity. With
1: 10 plus Chrome tabs open.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and then Chrome tabs, and then he just blames it all on Chrome. Yeah,
0: but it is Chrome. I go into Task Manager, and it's like, oh, Blender's, you know, 200 megabytes, and Photoshop is 150 megabytes, and Chrome is like 8 gigabytes.
2: Look, look, look. I'm not saying Chrome isn't awful, because I can say I could have a whole episode on this. But... You had a lot of shit going on. This isn't like your typical Chrome memory. I like, never mind. I'm stopped. If we do Um, an
1: episode about Chrome, we got to call it the Chromecast. Oh, jeez. That's going to get lost in SEO so (laughs) fast. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Nitroid. Days. One more thing. Fingers.
2: Hey everyone, this is Days Ahead.
0: And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency.
2: Alright, well, let's uh, let's cut to the chase here. Um, two cool things happening this past week. One, it uh, it is the quote-unquote, according to some folks, the de facto hero of metal gear solid ocelot his birthday was what was it last sunday yeah june 6 last sunday i was on the road unfortunately so i didn't get to get lit but happy birthday to him
1: yeah welcome back we missed you last week
2: oh i'm gonna cry Hope you had fun <laughs> oh i had a blast oh man and then it was actually the first birthday of this show so yeah we did it everybody
0: we were two days off.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: No, it was like right before the actual anniversary. We were like, well, not technically, but by the time this episode will be out, it will be. And then next week, it'll be too late. So it's an awkward anniversary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God, it's really weird to think that we've been doing this for a year now.
1: Yeah.
2: Time has no more meaning for me. So it's a more more so count the episodes at this point.
0: Yeah. Because I, for a moment there, I was like, wait a minute, there are 52 weeks in a year. And how many episodes do we have? Because we took some breaks and I was I, like, it confused me for a minute. But this has been a lot of fun this past year. And uh, I've just really enjoyed doing it with you two. And it's nice to have a soapbox where I can <laughs> complain about things. So that's that's
2: very important to me.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun listening to you Raven Rain about this shit. I'm yeah, no,
2: it's it's been a pleasure. Honestly, you guys have been everybody from you know, two gentlemen I'm talking to right now to the people well, it's like one person right now. What's up? Um, to the people in our live transmissions to you know, everybody who is just a fan. I don't know, you guys have made this year like this past year tolerable. Uh, and I mean that in the best way possible.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Big shout out to all the guests that came on and you know took time to sit down and bullshit Kojima and Metal Gear and whatever else with us.
2: Yeah, it's so weird. I've followed some of you guys for like like years now, uh, and now I get to talk to you, and I, I, it's been amazing. So.
1: Yeah, we got a pretty. Pretty, pretty big guest uh, lined up for next week, so definitely stick around and stay tuned for that. Yeah, I still can't believe that.
2: No, when you do that, though, it's like, oh, I love the twist at the end of this movie, and it's like, shit, now I know there's a twist. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I spoiled it. It's going to be a big episode.
2: So it's interesting because I feel like the biggest asshole in the world because I remember Nitroid specifically messaging me um, To say, hey, the Summer Games Fest, like, opener or whatever is coming. Or do you guys want to, like, stream or whatever? And I'm like, look, man, I'm more excited to be delivering these deliverables in my job than to watch this. Because I I didn't expect anything. Uh, So I have it on in the background, and then I look on Twitter, and I see Kojima and, like, a Zoom call. Uh, And then I feel like the biggest asshole, because I missed like, raw, pure content. Not like stupid rumor articles, like actual Kojima content. Uh, so, yeah, that was really exciting. I'm sorry, by the way, I'm going to try to stream more, by the way, guys.
0: It's all yeah. good. Um, I'll tell you that. Uh, I mean, we've talked about Death Stranding. I'm actually really interested to see what's going to be in the director's cut. Usually yes. when Kojima double dips, it's really, really interesting.
2: Yes, um, we're getting fucking Death Stranding subsistence, man. Can exactly. You, can you believe it? I'm really confused as to why he calls it a
0: director's cut, though, because that implies he didn't have full creative freedom on the original?
1: Uh, I mean, it's not the first game to have a director's cut. I mean, we had a Resident Evil director's cut. I yeah. If, I don't know if that true. necessarily was because of that, or it's just like, hey, this is like how I actually wanted to do it had we had more time, maybe.
2: Right. Or right. Uh, Maybe.
1: I don't know, maybe it's just new shit he thought of, like, since.
2: <laughs> it's, uh, I, I like to, to make it akin to some of the director's cuts that I, like, appreciate in my life. Um, like, for instance, the Blade Runner director's cut, for example.
1: That's probably the best version. The theatrical one has the narration. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, I, I would imagine that, you know, despite the fact that Ridley Scott was able to convey, you know, his story... Uh, for some reason, there's probably some like inter like some meddling that made him get the Harrison Ford narration. But with that being said, you know I feel like after the popularity of Blade Runner, and I might be getting this timetable wrong, but after the popularity of Blade Runner, they were comfortable with financing like a, a director's cut. So I feel like it's the same situation here. I don't know. I wasn't in the boardroom with Sony and Kojima, but. I'm re- like like you said. I'm really excited for whatever this cut content is. I'm really excited. I, I'm not sure if it was just a shadow Moses reference or not, but I'm really excited about the interior stuff because like it was really aesthetically pleasing, but we didn't get a lot of it in Death Stranding, which was the point. But I would still like to actually like play and see more of it.
0: Yeah, and you know. The idea of adding new environments, new missions, new mechanics, God knows what else he's going to add now that he's got free reign. That's an interesting conversation. What's not an interesting conversation (laughs) is the suggestion that because this trailer Uh, had references to Metal Gear, that means we're getting a remake.
2: Yeah, it was. And stop me if you've
0: heard this one before.
2: It's it's sad too. Oh god. Well, it's it's sad in face value too, but it's sad in a sense that it's like it almost feels like it's taking away from you know how oh god endearing that it was.
1: Yeah, because it was definitely like just a straight up like homage, like yeah, you know, to, yeah, to everything that was you know in the past with it, the oranges, the the box. No,
2: I love the oranges,
1: the the vents, the Alaskan field mice. You know.
2: The fact that Sam, like, the little subtle things, like the, the fact that Sam treats the box how, like, my cats treat boxes rather than how, like, Snake treats a box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, the box says, like, handle with care, and he just puts it back on the shelf, and he, like, puts reverence to it, and then just walks on walks on with his life, and it's cute, and it's, it's great, and then, like, bloggers are trying to make it some sort of clickbait, and it's killing me.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's like the easiest thing to interpret ever. He's putting yeah. it on the shelf. Take good care of this,
2: right? Like, take candle with care.
0: And, and I mean, yeah,
2: it's it's. I mean,
0: that was Fragile's slogan to begin with, but it's there for it's it's very prominent. Like, come on,
2: precisely. And also, I'm hoping that it hints also double meaning hints more to like getting into the nitty gritty with Fragile. Um, but who knows? Like, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they actually, like, brought the voice actors back in and got new dialogue or if it's just going to be, like, new text or, like, emails that they send out or what. Like, it, I'm not sure how much we're going to get as far as content goes.
2: Yeah. I think I, I, I tweeted this, but I'm going to repeat it. It'd be fucking sick if you could deliver shit to Tom Olson. <laughs>
0: That's not going to happen. <laughs> Man, I would I would cry if it did. I would I would I would openly weep. But that's that's not going to happen. Um I do think that the voice actor's probably came back and did something. I uh, I know he's been having those conversations with uh Hartman's voice actor. They've been they've been having conversations and it just wouldn't surprise me if they got them back for just little bits here and there
1: yeah and and you know voice is one of those things that you can just kind of you can send in and they can kind of clean up
0: yeah i mean at this point uh, most voice acting is literally dialed in now
1: yeah it is funny too I, I saw that the uh there's uh the modder uh frankenstein kappa one uh he got the fragile box already modded into the phantom pain so you can just you know you can sneak around on that box now so
0: oh that's funny yeah i'm still Aww. waiting for somebody to mod snake into into death stranding though has that not been done? It hasn't been done. I, I thought it was going to be done, like, day one, but nope.
1: Get on it, people.
2: <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming this is going to be on PlayStation 5, right? And I'm hoping, praying to God, that it's on PC. With that being said, I would it kind of motivates me to get a PlayStation 5 because I'm, I'm kind of thinking about the shit that they can do with the haptic feedback. Like, can you imagine, like, the walking mechanics with oh, the PS5 Lord. DualSense? since?
0: I didn't even think about that.
1: Oh yeah! Oh man, that's that's definitely going to be something they take advantage of. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is only PS5 for now. That's that's all it's confirmed for. But yeah, yeah, people's uh, index fingers are going to get buff.
2: <laughs> I can't
0: imagine they would keep this on PS5 permanently, though. I I mean, I I mean, yeah, maybe not permanently. Yeah, but I would get them not pushing it to PS4.
2: But PC? The PC version of Death Stranding is, like, fucking phenomenal. And if the content in this game is great, I, I mean, it would be an injustice if we didn't get to see it on PC. Not that I'm saying the PlayStation 5 is bad.
1: Did the PS4 ever get the PC stuff, too, that was released, or was that exclusive?
2: It did. Yeah, and it was eventually patched it. It
1: got most of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think it got the Half-Life stuff, like the Gravity yeah. Gloves. Um, I could be wrong about that. I actually have not gone back and checked since they released those. Because I got the PC version.
1: <laughs> the different difficulties and stuff though, that's out on yeah. PS4 now. Right. Um,
2: yeah. That is.
0: And yeah, they added the photo mode as well. But once I got the PC version, that's kind of where I
1: stuck. Yeah, I mean, director's could, I don't know. It could come to PS4. I like the the thing that really makes me think that they would want to do that is how many PS5 owners there are. It's like, why wouldn't they want to take advantage of this and and push more copies out and make it more available?
2: But, they got to sell them consoles, man. Sony's yeah. like, let me slip you this uh this Hamilton, but it's like Hamilton times one one like kajillion. And you know.
1: Wasn't a uh, God of War, uh, the the new God of War supposed to be PS five only, and now that's they're they're making that available for PS four as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't caught up with that, but yeah, it's it's a weird situation.
1: I mean, that's I think I think it's a smart move just for like availability sake, because there's still tons of people that do want a PS five that just you know you can't get one, so it's like the, the yep. it seems like the limit like the it's at its cap right now,
0: and most of the people who own them are scalpers.
1: <laughs> yeah good luck most are still in their boxes
0: and you know i'll tell you one one thing i'm wondering and this is kind of going back to what sort of changes they're going to add in a director's cut i wonder and this i'm pulling this out of thin air but i wonder if they'll lean into multiplayer like proper multiplayer can you imagine how that would go like i i almost worry that this would wander into like co-op mechanic territory if you had to like have two people carrying a box and coordinating their efforts
1: oh boy
2: oh man that'd be sick
1: but i was that would also be a lot of fun we're going left we're going left we're going left now turn with me god damn it it's like it's like (laughs) moving a couch simulator (laughs) yes
2: i was just excited about possible like enhanced stranding mechanics but you just took it to like a whole nother level I would love some
0: proper multiplayer because, you know, the whole strand system thing, I never really got the feeling that I was actually connected to any other player. It it all like it was obfuscated too much, I would say, where these these things that would pop up in my world, I never really got the feeling that it was anything other than sort of randomly generated, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, like it's an algorithm.
0: Yeah. Than, like somebody yes. trying to help you. Yes, exactly. It felt extremely algorithmic and I would like to actually feel like I'm cooperating
1: with other people if that's sort of the central thesis of the
0: game.
2: Yeah, no, that makes sense.
1: And too like people kind of always left stuff at like particular places too. Like it was kind of like predictable like yeah, somebody's going to leave a ladder around this like area right here. Yeah. There's going to be a generator like for me to recharge like around here somewhere between A and B. So
0: yeah, it was always the same construction pieces yeah. with different names. Yep. And so I never really felt connected.
2: To be fair, though, uh, like, it was kind of cool. Well, I thought it was a blessing to have my life saved by Big Boss Boner 69XX. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, that was a very unique experience. No, I I have a folder. I have a folder that I've been working on and when I get back into Death Stranding again on PC I'll work on it still again uh that's like a bunch of like funny ass Death Stranding names that I found over time additionally I think the first like thing like thing I found like Stranding thing was like I had just finished watching Better Call Saul for like the 50th time uh and the first thing I see is like Howard Hamlin giving me a ladder And I just imagine, like, him being like, hey, so have you thought about that job, Sam? For anybody who (sighs) plays uh, or who watches Better Call Saul. But, uh... oh, also, Abby did nothing wrong. Uh, That was a name I saw. That was pretty good. (laughs) So...
0: On the on the subject of the Summer Games Fest, I bet you're excited because they have uh, more to the uh, Dark Pictures anthology.
2: Yeah. I know. Hopefully, the monsters are actually real this time. Spoilers. It Looks <laughs> like it.
1: I mean, they they showed them like you know front and center in that trailer. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. It's like the a military unit this time. It, it felt like uh, very Alien versus Predator the movie. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, cool. We got a team. We're headed down to this thing, and oh, we're fucked. It's like every SCP story setup.
2: I mean, it's 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 interesting because I I I've noticed Bandai Namco is really leaning on marketing, like implying or just straight up saying, "It's real this time, you guys." So it's like they're really kind of honing in on that criticism. Yeah,
1: it seemed like uh, like I don't know, there was some like upgraded version of that Wendigo creature or
2: whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I've crazy- seen. A- a lot of comparisons to the Windigo, which, I mean, rest in peace, Hannah. <laughs> I loved the Wendigos in Until Dawn.
0: It seems like this time they're not really leaning into the celebrity angle, though. Usually, don't they have some big name or star or something attached to them?
2: Well, somebody clearly has not watched the classic film High School Musical.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> i feel like yeah that that uh that formula like this whole like just being picked off by monsters thing that does work good for this whole choose your adventure type you know uh gameplay you know just if you fuck up oh there goes that person and then the story just keeps going
0: yeah it's sort of a revival of choose your own adventure stuff yeah um because adventure games have not been popular for a while but every once in a while for better or worse, someone sort of dips their toe in and says, "Well, what if we borrow some of these ideas from these classic genres and try to put a, a contemporary spin on them?" And and you know, it's I, I'm I'm hoping more people sort of pick up the torch and start exploring these areas more. There's that one game. Oh man, uh, it was getting some attention.
2: Famicom uh, Detective Club.
0: No, twelve minutes. Fuck. <laughs> Um, which is the, the one where you've got, uh, I guess it's being made by essentially one guy and it's, uh, there's a husband and wife in a room and you've got an above view of the room and then something happens and they both die or something. And I'm probably, I'm probably messing up the synopsis here, but then he's stuck in a time loop and you have to use your knowledge of the loop in order to subvert it to change the story.
2: Huh? I have not heard of that, but that that sounds pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean it's it's got enough attention and support behind it that like they've got James McAvoy and Willem Dafoe and Daisy Ridley doing voices in it. So I mean like there's some weight behind it.
1: There's also that game Backbone where you play as a raccoon detective. See that sounds good.
0: I like raccoons.
1: It's like a dystopian noir adventure is the uh tagline for it. Well,
2: yeah. I know that they're importing uh those ace attorney games that are taking place in like J- like feudal japan and I know that's not necessarily like an adventure game but I-, I get like there's sort of an overlap there for me at least. Okay, okay, wait 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 okay, we got we got to cover this, we got to cover this too. Uh the Elden Ring trailer.
1: I'm kind of mad because that whole time I thought Elden Ring was uh, like the Elder Scrolls sequel. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! So Then I was like, I was Oh like, no! Oh, this is Dark Souls. Oh shit! Like, yeah, I just I just didn't care either way because I don't, I, you know, I don't care about either of this series. So Just the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, Oh, this isn't this isn't Elder Scrolls.
2: <laughs> Damn Bethesda!
1: <laughs> I will say I'm the last person who
0: should speak with any authority on Souls-like games uh, because I haven't beaten one of them I'm I'm terrible and I have a low patience level and one of these days I'm going to get through them but uh you know maybe there's a lot here for people to be excited about that are fans of the genre that are you know people who know it more intimately that 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 can see the details and the the levels here that I'm not seeing but To me, it just sort of looked like, all right, it's it's Dark Souls with a horse and really bad visual design.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it is like an open world uh, kind of thing going on, so that's going to like switch up the whole like branching path that you would normally have in Dark Souls games.
0: And like, I'm hoping like somebody please correct me on this. I I'm I'm not trying to be snide about it. I really not. I want to know what it is I'm not getting about this because you know even though i haven't beaten them bloodborne sekiro those are gorgeous amazing games that i just happen to be terrible at but i'm not seeing what's amazing about this one other than it seems to be leaning more towards dark souls and has george r r martin attached to it like what am i what am i not getting
1: I don't think the graphics is the thing that everybody's pointing at going, holy shit, you know? I don't think that's ever, that's, ever, that's never their thing. Well,
0: no, no, I, I don't mean it has, like, amazing graphics. Yeah. But, like, th- the art direction is not appealing to me.
2: I was gonna say, like, I almost feel like, because I'm like you, where I'm very selective on what, like, Souls games I like or I guess from software games that I like. Like, I like Bloodborne, I like in Sekiro, but I would say that I like those, despite the fact that, you know, you would argue that that every Souls game has the same plot beats and has the same tropes or whatever. I would say that I appreciated those more in like Bloodborne and Sekiro flavor. And I almost feel the same way with Elden Ring. Like, I'm interested in the setting, despite the fact that the trailer like, suspiciously has the same tropes and plot beats as every other Souls game. It's almost as if... It's almost as if it's, like... It's, like, like a sequel to an action movie like a fat oh god people are gonna get mad at me for comparing this it's almost like uh like the fast and furious trailers or any trailer (laughs) of some like action movie where it's like you know what to expect it's like when you see van van diesel like fucking flying out of a car it's the same thing as seeing like you know a, a lady a dark lady in a mask like doing ominous Latin shit. Like it's it's the same feeling. It's like, yeah, this is yeah. this is what I'm here for, baby. Hey, hey,
0: hey, <laughs> hey, hey, the Elden Ring is about family.
2: The Elden Ring is about family. <laughs> Sekiro was about like family for real though. Those
0: those games had such strong art direction. They were they were very uh like they had a very established uh visual language to them. And this one just seems sort of like a hodgepodge. And I mean, it's hard to tell this stuff from one trailer. It could just be, you know, extremely varied environments. But everywhere, it seemed like, you know, the saturation was cranked up and and, just.
2: (sighs) Can I can I throw in another argument here? Yes. Yeah. You were watching it on a YouTube stream as well.
0: And I thought about that, you know, like maybe it's just the fact that this is like a trailer being streamed over YouTube and like the actual game will not look quite this way and i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out so uh you know i'm not gonna just dismiss it out of hand because you know miyazaki is one of the few designers out there who you know seems to sort of follow the auteur philosophy that kojima did it's that's that's kind of a rare breed these days
2: yeah, they're both. They're oh, very God,
0: uncompromising in their visions.
2: Yeah, they, they. I think TV tropes calls it refuge and audacity. Uh they're they're very like that, but at the same time, they're also very like derivative and structured with like their plot beats and tropes and whatnot. I keep using the word tropes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I've been it's okay. reading a lot of TV tropes lately, guys.
0: <laughs> I've heard a lot of people compare Elden Ring to Berserk.
2: Yes, I've heard. I've heard that too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd imagine that it'll be just as fucking gruesome.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure that's a bad thing. You know, like all yeah, right, no, well, not
2: necessarily. That,
0: that kind of makes me want to play it more.
2: Yeah, no, but it's it's definitely something that'll, you know, we'll we'll get. To, I think we'll get the more information we'll get, the more that sort of subjectiveness will we'll flesh out or if we'll figure out if we actually like it or not. So we'll keep you posted. Mm-hmm. So were there any
0: other, uh, standout titles from the summer game fest that caught your attention?
1: There was that one game that was like shadow of the Colossus, but like you were like skating around. I think it was called a uh, solar ash. That looked pretty cool. Yeah. That was yeah.
0: interesting.
1: It was like tucked in there. Um, metal slug tactics. Fuck. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. going to get that. I'm going to get that Fucking new one.
2: metal slug game. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, one that
0: i wasn't too sure about the 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 way they they uh presented it it's kind of uh that was sort of unique but sable is a game that i've actually been uh keeping an eye on for a while um on twitter the developer's been posting updates and, and development shots of that for a while and if you haven't seen it um, it just seems like a very chill game. It's cell shaded and you're in sort of this desert landscape on a on a on a sort of floating hover bike and it's it's got a very unique visual tone to it. Uh, it seems very exploration heavy and um I don't know. It just seems like a very chill game with a very interesting uh, visual language to it, and I'm interested to try it out. do Not if you guys
1: saw that or not. nope. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's that then. <laughs> I do know you're like a big uh, Jurassic Park fan, and they got that new uh, Jurassic World Evolution game coming out, part two. Yeah, that was surprising. Um, yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, I just sent that back uh, to GameFly like last week, and I was telling you, I was like, yeah, that game was fun. I had a, had a good Dino Park Tycoon experience with that.
0: Yeah, it's it's a fun time. I liked uh, how much. Uh, detail they put into the dinosaurs but man uh they did that game once before it was called jurassic park operation genesis and it was on pc and i think ps2 and yeah ps2 and xbox and yeah i missed that um, one but that is a much better game uh you've got more freedom uh it's more challenging it doesn't hold your hand quite as much and i mean it's obviously not going to look as good as as evolution but it's just a better game, I feel. Yeah. And um, I'm really hoping with Evolution 2, they sort of uh, address some of the problems that I had with the first one, because it didn't give you a lot of freedom. You were very, you were very locked into certain areas. Um, you, you really, you were put on so many guide rails in terms of what you could make and do with your own park that it never really felt like they let you off the leash even when they did yeah though it was really cool that they got all the voice actors back you know they've got an expansion pack called return to jurassic park that's got like sam neill and laura dern and extra lines from uh jeff goldblum and they're you know they're all doing the same thing and you've got all the old style buildings and cars from the original movie so you know i'm I'm hoping like this one will be uh this one will be a significant step up and like, it, it does seem like they're it's poised to sort of leapfrog off of Jurassic World Dominion when that comes out next year,
1: because mm-hmm.
0: now they're they're starting their marketing cycle for that, and and they're gonna have a trailer attached to the next Fast and the Furious movie, yeah. Which uh, I'm I'm not gonna go see that.
2: <laughs> nah.
0: No. no, I'm like that's probably I'll just wait for it to show up on YouTube. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know that's its own thing. There with the with the next Jurassic World movie. Did did either of you see Fallen Kingdom?
2: Fuck no. I like. Oh, my God. The (laughs) most exciting thing about me seeing Jurassic World one was the power going out in the theater. I'll be (laughs) goddamned if I saw the second one,
0: (laughs) man. You know, the first one, it's it's weird how analogous it seems to the Star Wars sequel films, because the first Jurassic World, much like A Force Awakens, was. Sort of a retread of the first Jurassic Park, the original movie, you know, it followed the same basic beats, but put a little bit of a spin on it and and tried to take it in a new direction. Right.
2: And it was also like acutely self-aware that it was derivative as well. So it was like, it's okay, guys, we can do this because we're aware that we're doing this
0: exactly like they're cracking jokes about how like you know this is like the t-rex sponsored by verizon or whatever right and and like that's like i don't know what the original line was but they were making jokes like that where they're like you know yeah we're doing the old shtick but but with a wink so it's okay like you said yeah exactly and uh and then the second movie comes in and just tries to do something completely different and alienated so many jurassic park fans because of it. But but for different reasons than The Force Awakens. Like, The Force Awakens, you know, whether you love it or hate it, was trying to sort of deconstruct Star Wars in, in some ways, you know? Yeah. And, like, you can make an argument for that. Fallen Kingdom was trying to be this, this weird hodgepodge of fan service and a horror movie, and like, there was all this talk about how the end of the movie is supposed to be like a princess in the castle and a dragon is coming in. Like, it was just it got really weird and there was no logic to it. And it's just a, a complete mess. So I'm fully expecting the next one to just be like, you know, Rise of Skywalker, completely incomprehensible.
2: Well, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, OK. Uh, so, yeah, like. Going back to E three, is there still stuff that's like going on with E three? Like, or yeah, is it there starts stuff-
1: tomorrow. I mean, it's uh, I don't really like. I, I know that they have you know certain announcements to make, but I don't know exactly the specifics.
0: Sony is yeah. not going to be
1: there, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. neither is Konami.
1: Right, Konami's not going to be there. Neither is Kojima. Neither is
0: Kojima. Neither is Sony. Well, I don't know about Kojima. That's, I mean. We're, it's not It's not entirely clear if he is, um, how independent he is from Sony. Now, that, that Death Stranding trailer had that PlayStation Family Studios logo at the beginning. I don't know if you caught yeah. that. Yeah, yep. Which seems to suggest that he's completely under their umbrella now, but uh, I don't know. I mean, they did say that they were going to, you know, weeks away from a reveal of what the director's cut was going to be. Um, but yeah, Sony's not going to be there as far as I know. God, uh, definitely not Konami. Um, what about Nintendo, though? They're going to be there, right?
2: Yeah, I keep God, this is bad, but I keep forgetting Nintendo has like a thing. <laughs> uh, definitely gonna talk about the next like fighter and the fighter pack, two. I don't even remember what the last fighter was, but I do remember Zephyroth. So that's that's cool. It was the um uh, the twins,
0: wasn't it? Or the, the two characters? I don't know. I never something played. Something like that. Yeah. Later. Uh I
2: probably yeah. Um probably I'm hoping for more like Metroid Prime footage.
0: Any Metroid Prime footage? I mean <laughs> like, like, they haven't shown anything. All right, so
1: yeah, I got it pulled up. <laughs> so we have tomorrow it's like Ubisoft and pre-show and gearbox. And then on Sunday it's Xbox, Bethesda, Square Enix, PC gaming show, feature game show, Warner Brothers, and Monday, uh ch- 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 Indie and television, Capcom. Television. Yeah, isn't yeah, that weird? Probably Tommy Talarico. Oh no, you he heard me say his name. He'll probably add us. Um, let's see. And then <laughs> Tuesday Tuesday, it's uh Bandai Namco. Nintendo Direct is on Tuesday. Uh Eureka.
2: Breath
1: of the Wild 2. I can dream.
2: Alright, I gotta block my calendar. Um, I would
0: like to see uh Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2. It's not gonna happen, but I would I would like it.
1: I think we could get a trailer for that, maybe. Or like a, a, a slight tease since since uh what is it? What's that shit called? Intermission? Intergrade? Intergrade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's that shit
0: called? Um, yeah, Final Fantasy has now picked up you know, the Kingdom Hearts style of, of titling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let me know how it is, I guess.
0: Final Fantasy VII Dream Drop Distance HD Remix.
2: <laughs> 1.5. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Ugh.
0: Which I still haven't gotten that. I'm, I'm a little upset at that game because I wanted to pick it up uh, for PS5 and get the the physical edition. And then I found out that the DLC is not on the disk
2: uh, it is just oh it's on code. like a like a code yeah yeah
0: well which what's the point because the, you know the ps4 version which I've got the deluxe edition of that like the physical one I get a free upgrade to the ps5 version just by having that so without the DLC on the disk why even bother buying another copy
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, that's more for people that just haven't played it, I guess, or people yeah. that buy multiple copies of shit. So
2: it's I guess. It's, it's just it's bad for preservation purposes. Yeah. I'm fairly certain that's to prevent like secondhand sales. And it's also to um it's also to accommodate the customers that bought like the digital edition only. But Yeah,
1: I could call yeah. them the second hand sales. Yeah, they would to lock it down per account. Uh
2: but yeah, it's 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 like you said, it's it's very worrisome from a preservation standpoint. And I heard it was kind of a mess. God, I think it was kind of a mess to transfer like some save for integrate or whatever. I was like warning you about it. I've heard
0: people make transferring jokes. I'll just say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I saw an article on yeah, just how to transfer. your... it's just like oh, this shouldn't have to have an article about it. Step one: it. take yeah, a mathematics class
2: it's it's kind of funny seeing like people in comments like oh well there's a workaround you can do it and it's like okay like user experience is kind of part of my job and it's like these people aren't getting it it's like (laughs) you can get that shit done but can like billy get like in 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 fucking sixth grade get that shit done I don't know.
0: I mean, if you need uh, any sort of indication on Square Enix's ability to provide a good user experience, just look at the management system for accounts on Final Fantasy XIV.
2: I knew you were going to bring up Mock Station. I knew you were going to bring up Mock Station. <laughs> I, oh and yes, it is a hot-ass mess. Oh, well, we, um,
0: we bought... Uh, we've been trying to, like, consolidate the accounts and have everything uh, that we own... Available on console and on PC, so if we want to hop around, we can, right? And you, right. and if you're if you're not a fan of these games, here's what's kind of annoying about it. Um, Final Fantasy XIV is a lot of fun, okay? Uh, and I, I am somebody who does not like MMOs, but I I really had a great time with this. Uh, but the game and the expansions, even though you're paying a monthly fee to play the game. You have to have the core game purchased on each platform individually along with any expansions. So that means if you want to play, if you've been playing on, let's say, PC and you've got the core game and two expansions and you want to go play it over on PS4, you have to buy the core game and those subsequent expansions. So expansions depending. expansions
1: are registered to your account. Like, right. As, they're, a, as a crossplay thing. They are per thing. platform. Yeah. Ah. So. I can understand the core game part, but the, that part is weak. Like oh, the, it's
0: it's so annoying.
2: Especially when you have so many expansions. But here's the terrible part.
0: Um, At one point, a long time ago, we had tried 14, and for some reason it just didn't click with us, uh, my wife and I. And she had uh, made a 14 account to try out the, the trial or something, right? Played it for a little bit on PS4, and then just kind of moved on right? And was like, ah, whatever. Didn't care. It wasn't until years later that we got back into it. But because of the way their system is set up, that old account is linked to her PSN account. So when we bought a copy of the game for PS4, because, you know, I got it for like five bucks, right? So that she could play on the console. Um, When we did that, it linked it to her old Square Enix account that she didn't use anymore. Oh. And now there's no way to unlink it. So it's impossible. Unless she makes a brand new PSN account and buys another copy of the game, it is impossible for her to cross play with her own main account. That's how much of a mess this system is.
1: It sucks.
2: Yeah, there's probably, and knowing like what I, what my experience with some of these services is, there's probably, like you guys said, you know, some way that they're trying to prevent or trying to get additional sales. But, you know, I don't want to I don't want to m- misappropriate like malice where there might be stupidity. What I mean by that is there's probably also some like programmatic logistical reason that they, can't, they can't do it. Do it. Yeah, because we, just we like, got, oh, got a hold of them. A, and...
0: like,
2: yeah, who gives a fuck? Just put it in the backlog like this yep. just gives us more money.
0: <laughs> and we got a hold of them and they're like, "Uh, sorry. <laughs> so. And, like, I don't even care about losing... Like, I'll buy another copy of the game, but let us link the right account, please. But, well, Rant over.
2: Speaking of single-player series getting, like, quirky uh, multiplayer components... (laughs) Oh, that's uh, a segue. (laughs) (laughs) There is a new patch for MGO2. What in the fuck? Yeah,
0: um... Oh, my gosh. All right. So. See, OK, I have a I have a a history with criticism of Save MGO and the, the team that brought back Metal Gear Online 2. I mean, we've we have talked about this. We had a whole Bro, episode I, where I complained about this.
2: I bought a PlayStation 3 to make you ironically play MGO 2. And it worked. <laughs>
0: and and it's been a lot of fun. And I need to get back on because I haven't been playing much lately.
2: I, um, not all of us haven't. So. These That's not the game's fault. These
0: crazy sons of bitches got two additional maps into the game that were planned but never added. Desert Duel and Lethal Leviathan. Which if you don't know what those are, Desert Duel is the other main stretch in the Middle East in MGS4 where uh you it's essentially from where you start out in the game up to where you get the mark to. And Lethal Leviathan, which this is the big one, is uh Outer Haven. Which is uh just seems like a fantastic multiplayer map, right? Yeah. And and they are polished. Like, they've got ladders and ledges and crawl spaces, and I, I am my mind is blown that they have pulled this off. Like this is this is phenomenal. Like I I, like. I'm still mad. You've added baseball caps and other stuff like that to to remove it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Look, man. Tom Olson is a fan of the New York Mets. There's a Mets hat in there now. Like, (laughs) I thought it was a Yankees cap. Oh, wait, no, you're right. It's the Yankees cap. Never mind. Fuck like, put, in a, well, put in a Mets y'all had cap. Y'all a
1: Mets hat. Yeah. Put in a <laughs> Mets oh, hat for Olsen.
2: Actually, it would be really cool if they did put like a shirt with like the Tom Olsen avatar. How much money do I have to bribe... J- wait, fuck. How much money do I have to give to Snake to make that happen? Somebody, think- answer, in- somebody <laughs> answer in the comments. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> that would be pretty cool to
1: see that.
2: Uh, I'll slip you a Hamilton times 20 if you put Tom Olsen in your game.
1: Like Tom Olson, graffiti, like Tom Olson is watching you.
2: Tom <laughs> oh, Man. His name, or like uh or like some like like fight club shit, like his name was Thomas Olsen.
1: Tomothy, yeah. His
2: name was <laughs> Tomothy Olson.
0: Man, I mean they were doing some interesting stuff in the game too. Um obviously they've got uh I don't know if they they put out a trailer for this new patch that they've made. And in the trailer, they've clearly gotten control of the camera in the game. And they were flying it around in places you couldn't normally get. So they've, you know, they've 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 essentially got free cam working. So. You know. There's a lot you can do with a free cam. In these games, as I have learned over the past couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying oh,
2: there, there's a little bit of potential there. Um. And I know we're going to have a few. I know I just like talked about, hey, let's, let's not, let's not, let's, let's leave some things to the imagination for our listeners. But I know they're going to, we're going to have a few folks on later that have been doing some very similar things with modding. So I'm very excited about that. But yeah, no, it's, it's really fucking cool what they're doing with, uh, with MGO. And I don't know the next time when I'm going to be able to play it because. Well, the Warcraft has taken over my life somehow once again. But um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting.
0: This would be another reason if, uh, if anyone listening hasn't joined the Discord server yet to, to hop in. Because I would like to organize at some point a community MGO uh, night or nights. At some point for, for everybody who's got a PS3 and and the means to get into the game, which it doesn't require a lot. Uh, to get going so long as you've got the system uh to you know get in there join the community and let's see if we can get a game going because if you've never played Metal Gear Online 2 or even if you have then uh one of the defining characteristics of this game is that it really encourages team gameplay um and no two games are ever alike now there's a there's a very competitive uh part of the community of of people who play MGO regularly that can be kind of off-putting. If you're, if you're, especially if you're new.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I'm being, I'm being kind here. It's a learning curve.
0: (laughs) It is. Um, But if you've got a group of friends together, uh, just, or just people who want a, a casual session, this is one of the most fun games you will ever play. It's hilarious from beginning to end. Because of just how much sheer variety they have packed into this. And now that there are two new maps, are you kidding me? Uh it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a riot. So uh, get on in. If you've got a PS3 and you wanna and you wanna play sometime.
2: Yeah, we need to figure that out. I need an excuse to get off of the World of Warcraft. Um and I'm I'm hoping that we can do a lot more like organizational stuff. Because I know there's there's some stuff that like you and I, Nitroid, wanted to play together Um, oh right right like fucking like we still haven't played phasmophobia
0: yeah and we need to have more more game nights like that i mean this is this is a, a good topic honestly to to sort of close on for the night which is you know we've been running this podcast for about a year now um and it's been going really well and we've sort of established what our tone is and what sort of things we want to cover and and it's just it's been wild some of the guests we've been able to get on. I still can't believe Tommy Earl Jenkins came on. That blows my mind. Um, <laughs> like I'm, I'm never gonna get over that. Uh, but,
1: um, yeah, it was a crazy night.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> crazy was. Night. Um, and uh, I would like to start expanding and doing some other things, and 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 you know, whether that's through streaming or community game nights or or anything else along those lines, something that we can really start you know interacting more with. With the fan community i think that would be really great um and i don't know what you guys have in mind but uh you know to anybody who's listening if you've got suggestions for things you'd like us to do please you know throw them in the comments or send us a tweet or something let us know what you'd like to see uh what things you'd like us to cover or or any areas you think we we you know should be exploring
2: i think i want to see more of those like Technical MGS2 streams personally. That
0: was fucking cool. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Um, and I got it. I yeah, it's. I want to do stuff like that more. I still haven't done a stream on the document of Metal Gear Solid Two, uh, and I would really like to at some point because even for people who have had access to it, I think there's a lot of of uh, information tucked into that that isn't very obvious on the surface. There are some bits of data and, and media that you can only get through cross-linking bits in certain menus, like you have to go to one menu and it'll have a link in another menu that takes you to something that you couldn't get to anywhere else, and, and just little things like that. Al- almost Easter eggs. So I'd, like to, I'd yeah. like to go deeper into that and show off some of, uh, some of the things they've thrown in. Like, there are photos of Kojima and his team visiting a nuclear energy facility. Which is which is pretty darn cool.
1: Yeah, it was cool that tweet you posted when they were doing that uh like the clearing training and stuff.
0: Yeah. That's uh um,
1: combat stuff.
0: Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh and it just looks like they were having so much fun. And then, you know, they and they've done that since then almost every you know, almost with every metal gear. Uh I think in uh in in three was it I can't remember if it was three or four that they uh, you know, they've got that photo of kojima holding an AK and he's all decked out in fatigues. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Like, that's a great photo. (laughs) But yeah, stuff like that. Just, yeah, it would be a lot of fun to dive deeper into that. Uh, There is also content out there for the other games, uh, for MGS 3 and 4, just not quite like that. There's nothing quite like the document of MGS 2, but there is information out there on the development of, of the later games that just isn't, you know, quite as accessible. So maybe maybe someday I'll get into that too.
2: But yeah, no, to that point I, I I would be very interested in that. Uh if you want a co-commentator, I would be more than happy to join you. Absolutely. Um, I my my shit that's going on. So like I like I said, I, the, the the Burning Crusade expansion has kind of like screwed me over as far as like streaming is concerned right now. Um But for the most part, that's, like, front-end work. I'm hoping that I can get back into doing my routine, which was just, like, Metal Gear and Resident Evil streams for the most part. Um, I love fucking around in VR missions. I love showing people content from that game, um, which I was planning to do before TBC happened. Um, So that should be on the horizon. And I'm really sorry that I haven't been... As active as I usually am on the internet. <laughs> on the internet.
1: And I'm still in a cast, so everything sucks and it hurts to do most things that I normally enjoy. So I'll get back to doing stuff later, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and prayers to fingers. Thoughts and
2: yeah. prayers.
1: <laughs> Somehow I got through Resident Evil Village. I like overarching my fingers. Yeah.
2: Dude, I was about to say. Think, think about like everything Ethan Winters and his hand went yeah, through. Yeah, I was
1: feeling the pain that he was playing that game. I had to like, I've got this like palm guard here that like makes me extend my fingers two more inches to play. It sucks. Dude, <laughs> just pour a oh, bottle geez. of some questionable liquid on it. It'll be fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that is kind of questionable. Like, like in the middle, like this this unsanitary village where like everybody's dead. You just fucking. Bottle doesn't even have a lid on liquid. it. And he's
1: just just it. That's very on brand for Ethan.
2: Yeah.
1: I bet it's made by Umbrella.
2: Wouldn't that be something?
0: Yeah, this has kind of been a catch-up week. Sort of, you know, just I don't know, it's it's hard to say where anything's gonna go right now. You know, we are right in the middle of the the sort of gaming news event cycle, right? And so we've only got, like, half of a picture at the moment. You know, a bunch of trailers, but not a lot of concrete information, especially when it comes to the Death Stranding. You know, the only thing that trailer really told us is that he, uh, you know, he's adding indoor environments, it's considered a director's cut, and Metal Gear exists. You know? <laughs>